Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Is that you entering the room of our podcast? Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the A Word podcast. Today we are talking about improving your relationship with yourself and establishing your romantic needs and interests in order to have an enriching dating life. We were recently inspired by Shan Boudram who has curated the Game of Desire workbook where you can complete various quizzes and discover your romantic needs and make essentially a job ad for your perfect romantic interest, bug buddy or financial sponsor, as she puts it. Um, we completed this workbook and are basically bringing our results to the table today to discuss what we've taken from the experience. So to give more context, um, Shan Boudrim is a sensational sexologist who has written a book called The Game of Desire, where she essentially mentors six women who have said their dating life is unfulfilling, disappointing, and basically in a vicious cycle. It's just not going anywhere. All of their encounters are just disappointing. So she found these six women. Um, and her goal throughout the book is to get the women to have a better relationship with themselves and understand their needs and desires in the dating world, basically in order to only attract fulfilling interactions. It's a really, really like sick book. I really recommend it. Um, and it really uh, makes you kind of ask yourself the big questions. Um, the women in the book are all incredibly different women with different personality types, sexual orientation, as well as different and similar characteristics that mean they're basically not getting the most that they can out of the dating world. Um, interestingly as well, that all these women are kind of in well-established careers and financially well off, but this was an area of their life that they were just not happy with, wasn't bringing them any joy. And one of the first activities that Shan makes the women do is this workbook that me and Halima have done today. Um, and basically it takes around an hour and a half where you have to answer several different quizzes that really make you kind of dig deep into your personality type and understand yourself better. So yeah, me and Halima have done it. And we, um, I mean, we have some thoughts. Um, some of the results were surprising, I think. <laughs> or <laughs> unsurprising as well. <laughs> um, so it's just a great way to kind of get yourself to start thinking about what you need um, in a relationship um, or a sexual arrangement, anything like that in order to only attract good, enriching experiences. So what did you think of the quiz, Halima? I thought it was really good. I like what you said, that some of them were quite like surprising. But one of the things I liked is that we were surprised by our own results and then like talked about it with each other and the other person was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I was in denial a little bit. <laughs> And then after telling you, you're like, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. I've accepted all of the results. But they were, it was really good because it's also good how at the end of it, she kind of makes you put everything together. So you've got your own like little page to look at if you've like, if you've written it down. Um, but it really simplifies just like your personality and what you're looking for. Um, and I never thought to do that. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's a good idea. Just before this, Hilima was like, I got the mind pattern result that I was a skeptic, but like, I was skeptical of that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. 
I think some good sort of starter questions we can answer just to kind of get the ball rolling and kind of so you can guys can kind of suss out what kind of people we are. Um, Halima, what is your current ideal relationship structure and also what you think of the dating culture today, whether it works for you, the kind of more internet app based dating, um, how you find it or if you're more of a going out um, meeting people in a bar like that kind of person more of, I suppose more of an extrovert um, just what like floats your boat more I suppose what, what what's your vibe on that so start with what's your current ideal relationship structure I think that's interesting okay so for the relationship structure I got modern monogamous um, which is having one partner at a time um, so yeah I think that fits me the most but like that work okay so that works for me in a relationship like one partner but if it's like while dating people do you know that's a lie I I tell myself it's several people at a time it's like (laughs) I'd say it could be one person at a time but no actually (laughs) I do just I get so exhausted by people (laughs) one at a time is fine for me I can be like casually if I'm if it's really casual I can see several people at a time but if it's serious one person at a time so yeah modern monogamous Mm. um and then as to what I think about dating right now okay I think on the internet like dating apps and stuff is is actually quite exhausting um I get that it works and it's kind of like it's easy to meet people that way and like especially like right now we can't like physically meet people but I will I do prefer meeting people in the wild Mm. it's I don't know it takes I think it takes away pressure because when you're meeting people on the internet on an app you can look at the social media profiles and you I don't know it can be a little less um, spontaneous or authentic, but if you have self-control and you can go like without looking at their socials, then it's fine. Um, Are you saying that you can never resist stalking them on social media if you find one of that? Yeah, that's the thing. But that's the thing. It's hard. It's hard not to. And sometimes, like they want people want to talk on like Instagram or like nowadays. If anyone asks, I never give out my Instagram anymore. I only give out like WhatsApp or whatever um because I can always block them after if I'm done um that's interesting I've had that a few times actually when I've used apps like people have been like what's your Instagram and then we've moved to Instagram yeah but they do it straight away now yeah (laughs) they do it after like you've exchanged a few words and it's like I don't want to see your social media and I don't want to like make up my mind about you already like that quickly but it does make it easier to kind of get to know what kind of person that is initially Mm. so I guess it does help yeah well what is it for you well I'm the same as you I think relationship structure wise I'm like modern monogamous to a T definitely which is basically for those who don't know it's just like one partner at a time so not like one partner for life like just one at a time like I'd like to think I think if I was casually dating I would be able to casually date more than one person if that was like what I was disclosing to everybody obviously and saying that that's what I was doing I think I probably could do that but then mm-hmm. I'm not sure 
because I don't know how emotionally attached I would get. I really, I really, That's am, the thing. I do find there's just elements of my personality that are still unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I think idealistically, I would be okay with seeing many people at the same time. But I don't know if I could do that, actually, to be honest. But in terms of actual relationships, yeah, just one at a time. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know how mm-hmm. to do. Personally, I could never do more than one. I don't know how anyone's doing that. Um, and I think, I think in terms of apps, I think they have their place. I understand the purpose of them, um, and I think particularly in like the COVID environment that we're in now, it's probably more helpful to kind of start connections, I suppose, on apps because obviously you can't see anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess if you meet someone that you really like on an app, then you could, then it's nice you kind of talk to them, and then you can meet up after lockdown if that ever <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Touch wood. We love to see it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, but I prefer going out and meeting people honestly because I hate looking at my phone I've literally become this Mm. person where when I finish work I want to throw my phone to the other side of the room and I don't want to talk to any I don't want to text I want to spend any time texting anybody I just don't have the energy so I think for me it is like a in-person thing is my preference and then it's more fun going to bars and you know having a few drinks you know sneaking a few looks then you get to get your flirting on it's just it's way more it is it feels a lot more like it feels yeah it is it feels a lot more exciting when you meet someone in real life because there is also that whole like oh I don't know how they feel or like there's that whole getting to know a completely new person that you don't know at all and you, you can be mysterious whereas I find it hard to be mysterious on the internet or like on apps because you're you're laying it all out there you're like I mean I don't know like what apps are there yeah like with Hinge you put like your prompts and like pictures and um similar for do people still use Tinder I have no it's still active <laughs> but for dating apps you like put a bit of your personality there and there is less mystery mm, but that's like what flirting is I guess isn't it because it's like a bit of mystery that's like the whole like mm. you draw people in because they're like mm what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like I, I do like I like a bit of mystery yeah for sure so I think it's kind of a mixed bag I guess it kind of works differently for everybody um but I think the thing with dating is what I am learning literally right at this moment I feel like Kalima's been on this she knows this this is probably what? she could just she's ready for these but like I only recently <laughs> kind of thought about the fact that you know you need to have well, Shampoodrum calls them your frozen five, which is basically okay. another way of saying your like five traits that are non-negotiable. And that's in mm-hmm. any romantic interest, you know, sexual partner, anything like that, um, that you might have. So it doesn't just apply to people you want to be in a relationship with. It's like necessarily, it depends how much it means to you or yeah. I suppose. But she says you should have your frozen five, which is your five non-negotiable things when you're like looking to have romantic interests um and I honestly didn't really fully contemplate why that was important or like literally until like a couple weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to the ripe old age of 23 and I'm like you know what maybe I should have some standards 
<laughs> just like non-negotiables that I apply. What will you, what will yours be? What are your frozen oh five? I can't, I'm gonna have to refer to my book. Bear with me. I'm just referring to my Game of Desire book by Shan Boudrum. Um, what did I put? Oh yeah, uh, speaks my love language, which I know is I actually have two because they drew at the top. There's a joint score between <laughs> physical touch and words oh, of affirmation. Um, mm. Has similar values. Um, so ethics and values basically I think it's like the same thing securely attached physically attractive and sexually compatible those are my okay. frozen five what about you? Um, I'm going to steal the sexually compatible one I think that's like that's so important to me mm-hmm. um, and then so I've got that what am I going yeah having like the same core values and I get that people can have differences like differences are not a bad thing but I feel like for your core values and like the way you live your life they have to be the same Mm. um and then um you have to be like reasonably emotionally secure because I find it like I find it quite exhausting when someone is like really emotionally insecure yeah um, like securely in a relationship yeah this is okay I've got like three that are the same as yours yeah we're like the same (laughs) we want the same thing (laughs) but we have like a a strong like foundation in our friendship so maybe that's part of it yeah and then what are the two so um open-minded people I feel like but I feel like that goes without saying but then again that could just be me being open-minded is like definitely it um I can't I couldn't like build a strong relationship with someone who's like super judgmental or like completely ignorant and like not open to change Mm. um and then my fifth one I should have thought of these before um just like kindness Mm. yeah I'd say kindness. Some people are generally horrible people. Mm. Um, I didn't think that was a thing, like, but it is. Um, yeah. yeah, because I think it's like, I, it is just like having ba- like actual standards. And like, I know it sounds like you're savaging yourself, but like having standards is important because otherwise how are you ever going to filter out the bad or like unproductive experiences that you have? that really just didn't click to me at all and like I read this quote which was like every time you like reject a guy or don't go on a second date or something that's you enforcing your standards and I was like oh like literally I was like so true yeah like it sounds like so (laughs) dumb but it was only just clicking in my mind I was like oh yeah I should do that I did think about that before that is like is that it's it's one thing to say you have standards and like have your boundaries that you say out loud but it's another to actually enforce them like I only feel like they're real when I enforce them but I could say like I could like state a boundary and then someone crosses it and I'm like okay it's fine it's not a real boundary but when I actually I'm like no that's not okay I'm like oh maybe it isn't okay maybe I should respect myself like do you know what I mean (laughs) Do you find like I feel like women like sacrifice way too much? Like they're just like, oh, it's fine, you know. Like, like I feel like it, we date or like generally 
women like date potential way too often so often i'm like oh i hear like i do this and i hear other girls do this being like it's fine like he's you know he's working on it or like he's he's gonna but it's something like that you know that they wouldn't like if they had the option for something else something better they would obviously not take this trashy guy but they're like do you know what that is he's gonna be fine that is so true because i read the other day it was i can't remember what i was reading i don't know if it was a factual thing or it was just like a tweet (laughs) and it was saying how um like what you're saying like women date potential and like let things slide whereas like there are so many things that like men just don't tolerate like when they say they won't tolerate something they actually won't and I thought about it and I was like oh my gosh no that is true like when it comes to dating um I have let a lot of things slide and I have like been in position with like if it was a man um I'd be like oh maybe I shouldn't do this thing because they've told me that this is their boundary like Mm. they're not okay with that what so maybe I should do that more yeah (laughs) well that's good because I was gonna ask what what like non-negotiable now that you've realized you have have you previously sacrificed without realizing it was a deal breaker um definitely the insecurity thing um what if the guy or the person's insecure yeah and I know everyone's in like a lot of people are insecure um to an extent like that's it's not realistic to expect anyone to be completely not completely secure but it's when it affects you to the point that you're like second guessing doing things to make that other person feel comfortable so someone who's like, and you're kind of like oh maybe I'm kind of like emotionally unstable yeah <laughs> basically yeah like emotionally unstable and like jealous but pretends not to be and like <laughs> having flashbacks <laughs> jealousy like <laughs> pretends not to be <laughs> yeah and like you and like would have would like kind of flip on you um with every little thing you do so you have to you you end up in a place where you're questioning like oh, I know that what I'm doing isn't like it's fine but if this person knew I was doing it how are they gonna see it maybe it might make them feel bad so I shouldn't do that so I should like belittle myself a little bit if that makes oh. sense yeah, that's like really not good. Yeah, that's why it's a boundary of mine. Like, um, yeah, mm, yeah. That's what about you? Have you? That is like. Have you let anything slide? Dude, that's that's like. <laughs> this is funny to me because like what you think you just gave is like why you can't be with anyone who's like anxious, preoccupied, like that attachment. Oh style. no, no. For those who don't know, there's four attachment styles. It's like what is it? It's secure, anxious, preoccupied fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant so Halima you're like what is it on the cusp of like dismissive avoidant and secure yeah and and that and I find I think that completely depends on the other person like if it was someone that is closer to secure then I'm more likely to be secure but if they're closer to like anxious or like just not secure then I'm more likely to be slightly dismissive Mm. yeah but um because then it's good to know that because you might not have a compatible like attachment style with the person you might be with sometimes because if someone needs more from you than you would give out that's good to know Mm -hmm. kind of thing so for example I'm some I'm like secure is my most my biggest percentage but then I'm also quite anxious preoccupied 
So for me, I know I couldn't be with someone who's also anxious, preoccupied, because it would be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> we would just be feeding each other's bad habits, and just it would be terrible. It would be a mess. It'd be a tornado. Um, but like in terms of my things, my like, what am I thinking? My like non-negotiable like previously sacrificed. So, I mean, I didn't really establish what these were until literally like a couple of weeks ago. So this was very enlightening to me. Um, I think the thing for me is the similar values thing. I've previously sacrificed that um, and probably my love language, because I think the thing is you, I think sometimes maybe when you're in relationships or in like romantic connections, you, something's off and you don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. the type of person that I am, um, I, and you know, this is something I want to work on, but I would tend to assume or blame myself like and be like oh it's just me like it's not a big deal rather than like leaning into my like needs in a romantic setting um so I never really pulled myself up for them so I think it is it is now I know it's important that I have someone who speaks my love language who has similar values to me and by similar values I think what comes under that for me is like very little judgment I think Mm-hmm. I, I need, it's like the same as what you were saying being open not being fearful of their response just like open dialogue basically um yeah I think things like that are just important just being quite compatible I suppose in terms of personalities I've I had so many like romantic connections where it's just we're just not compatible like it just makes it just makes <laughs> no sense <laughs> and the only reason I do that is because I just, I've had no standards <laughs> <laughs> do you know it is like easy to not like it is easy to get in a situation where you're not compatible with someone when you don't have a filter you're just like letting not letting anyone in but I don't know it, it to me it sounds quite exhausting mm. it sounds hard and I I only learned recently that it's okay to not be compatible with someone yeah like it's fine like it's completely fine um, that's what I was going to say as well. I was going to ask what one result was that surprised you, if any, because a few things came up and I was like, huh. But then it also surprised um, me in an unsurprising way. I was going to say the dismissive thing, but that's a lie. How can that, that doesn't surprise actually you? Surprise I know, I know. But yeah, I'm going to say, do you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the results and I can't think of anything that surprised me too much apart from that. Um. Oh, it was the, what was that, the thought one? Was it like the thought? Oh, your mind pattern. pattern. Yeah, your mind pattern, and I got sceptic. Oh, stop, are you serious? (laughs) I was was surprised for a few seconds. Like, I was sceptical of that answer for a few seconds. And then I... (laughs) The thing is, it happened twice. It happened when I got the result and I was like seriously skeptic no 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 they're wrong that can't be me could never be me and then I was like okay maybe it is me and then when we when I was talking to Lucy about it and I was like no 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 it's not me and she was literally like okay but you're skeptical about that (laughs) so and it was so yeah avoided which I literally knew you were gonna get and you were like oh I didn't think I can't believe you thought I was you knew I was gonna get dismissive yeah because I basically had to force myself into your life (laughs) you know what that is I find that insane because it's so true (laughs) 
<laughs> like I never noticed and <laughs> but I think that's why quite a lot of my friendships are quite um strong because I know they want to be there because <laughs> they all force themselves we're all like running keeping, <laughs> your, keeping your circle of friends and you're just like leisurely strolling like yeah what's going on but I knew, see that's why I can't I can't be with another person who is also dismissive because we won't communicate it's not gonna happen <laughs> i'll be playing a game I'm like i can do this as long as you can <laughs> and it's like weird and competitive and you don't really like each other exactly <laughs> so that's a good point like if you never said that i wouldn't have thought to myself that i have to like avoid people like that or even if i do come that if i come across something like, someone like that i have to be more confrontational um so yes yeah, eye-opening mm. Did you have anything that surprised you? I think that I got mostly securely attached because I genuinely didn't think that was going to happen. But I think that's sometimes what happens when you are in certain relationships. You think that you're going to get certain results, but actually it, it might be more contextual to that relationship, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah, that makes Because I've been anxious in the past in relationships, I assumed I'd be anxiously preoccupied but then I didn't get that wasn't my biggest percentage so I was like really shocked and I was like oh but then I did get that I was neurotic <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> what wait what was the what was the question for that what was that it was um, um okay so that we can do it with our listeners and see see if see what they get but basically it was basically commenting on your um emotional stability one of the personality questions in this workbook by um shan so the question was basically something along the lines of if you went on a date with a romantic interest and uh you know you're you're just at the meal and you notice that they're being really quiet and weird and just off um what would you what would be your first thought basically and like a was like uh <laughs> It was like, a, oh, you know, clock that they're like a bit off and then wait for the right time to ask if they're okay and then, you know, leave it. <laughs> B was something like, match their energy and go on your phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then C was immediately think they don't like me. Um and I picked C because I know that that's the the truth, and uh, I got neurotic slash emotionally unstable a bit. <laughs> I can't believe there were only three options for that. I feel like there might have I been. Like there's room for I can't think off the top of my head, but those are the, that's it was basically like a scale about how stable you were emotionally. Um, okay, and I think I am stable most of the time, but in that context, that would definitely be my first thought. Like I just know it. <laughs> I'd immediately be insecure and be like, oh no, what's happening? But then I would also ask, and then if whatever they said, I would believe them. Yeah. But that would be my first thought. I cut it's like a it's like a reflex. like a reflex. But yeah, I, I think you're really emotionally stable though. I think I'd probably just ask them. No, at first I'd like I try and like up the energy a bit just to like get them a bit more in the zone and then ask if they're okay I'd definitely ask them I'd ask what's going on yeah but here's the thing about you is that you'd ask them and if they didn't like 
give like a satisfying answer, you would already be over it immediately. Over it. Yes, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> like you've clocked out. You're not interested anymore. The date's over in your eyes. Yeah, in my eyes, like then we're not compatible, and it's fine. It's not personal. <laughs> That's how I see these things. But in fairness, if someone was in a mood or something, and then you were like, "Oh, are you okay? How's your day been?" and they gave like a sh- like a pathetic answer, I'd be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> like, okay. I would be trying to wrap it. I try and wrap it up because I'm like, I'm not spending my whole evening with you, Debbie Downer. Like, yeah, I think yeah, I don't think that's fair to bring that um, bring that lack of energy like to a date or to like a first date like you don't know that person well enough to be grumpy around them Mm. um unless you're generally not interested and you could just like save the other person time what's your worst dating experience (laughs) i'm thinking about yours (laughs) we're not saying mine (laughs) (laughs) what was the why would you ask the question yeah, it's my I don't too think, soon. Well, maybe I'll give a snippet of it. I don't think I've had like uh, I don't Don't you have that one where the guy taught you how to skin a rabbit? Oh my gosh, that was uh, okay, that was like that was a lifetime ago. I completely forgot about that. That was years ago. It was very, very boring. Oh my gosh, it's all coming back to me. I just like black like blank that one out of my brain. It was very, yeah, I think, I can't remember what we did. I think we went for drinks. Um, And he, like, he was clearly, like, old money, old money. Um, And he... So, like, shooting foxes kind. Yeah, but he pretended, he gave off, like, a vibe that he was, like, not into that kind of thing. Um, But he, yeah, he felt very, very, like, it felt quite Tory-like. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah but then he told me like oh he's not that kind of person and then he told me how to skin a rabbit um it was like him just going on about guns and like what? his family like shooting yeah his family like hunting um animals and stuff like that and like how rich he was I I, I honestly I I can't remember the rest of the conversation, but it just kept going on and on about that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of thing I, I really don't care for. Especially when you're talking about like shoot, like skinning rabbits. Like he tried to explain to me in detail how to skin a rabbit. Oh. And I just like got through it by having like more and more drinks. And then <laughs> it was really funny because it got to a point where I honestly couldn't take it anymore. This was before I like established boundaries. Like it was what, like seven years ago? seven seven maybe like oh no no that's a lie it wasn't seven years ago it was like three four three three or four years Uh, okay it had to be three years ago (laughs) and it can't be four (laughs) i was was there (laughs) (laughs) it was like three years ago and yeah the worst thing about it is i i had to cut it off at the end i was like i think i I should go home i've got like a lot of work to do that was my standard excuse so he was like oh i can walk you home and i was like no 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 it's okay please don't walk me home I live like really close and he was like no 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 I'll walk you home and it was basically us going back and forth about how he'll walk me home and I was like no but he walked me home anyway I got by I got in my house <laughs> I got to the door I can't. And, 
I made sure to open it really quickly and like stand inside so he couldn't get in. <laughs> Just so I was like, I was like giving him a hint. And he still tried to kiss me. <laughs> but he like leaned forward and I slammed the door. But it was it wasn't straight away I was just like okay thanks and slammed the door like looking like after it happened I was like that was rude but I also like made it clear that like that wasn't happening how did he not pick up the hint that you did not want him to walk you home I don't know where he got the vibe that I wanted him to kiss me (laughs) like what like what point of that day do you know or maybe because I because I didn't walk out Because I didn't cut it too short. Maybe I, I don't know. I feel like you've been talking about dead animals all evening, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you want to tell, do you want to work your worst day? Are you ready? (laughs) What if he hears? What if he listens? It's so recent. Do you think, do you think he will? Does he know? It's too recent. Lucy. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. It is, I think it's quite traumatic, actually. There's a lot that happened, you guys. And I don't... I I feel like if he listened to this, I don't know what I would say. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but it was so shocking. No, I can't tell it. I can't. Oh, my gosh. But, but basically, I got... I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay fine like, we won't go there's into so it, much that happens but... i want to tell the whole story but it's so recent i think it's too... we can have a whole podcast episode on it you're <laughs> yes okay in like a year <laughs> in like a year i will tell the full story about this horrendous day and this was this is before i was you know saved you know <laughs> saved oh before you were saved <laughs> It's definitely still far too recent, but it is pre-me having a serious intervention with myself where I was like, standards must begin now. <laughs> this is the Would day. you say it was like your revelation? Yeah. And like also things like, I think since working, I don't know if you relate to this, but since having a full-time job, I value my time so much. And what that experience mm. taught me was like, if if it's not good after like, 40 minutes like if you're really like nothing's getting better start imagining your excuse to leave at like an hour an hour and a half in because i would yeah. i was so from this terrible date which i'm not going to go into detail about but it went on for so long way too long and i should have cut it at like an hour and been like okay um i've got to go like do you know what i mean like i've got work like you said end it get get rid of them yeah yeah no I agree I'll stay indefinitely like just have your excuse ready but like not ready but also I think it's good it may be in first dates I think what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna preface before the day like oh I have something at x time afterwards that I have to go to just so that there is generally a time limit Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do that but I feel like that's gonna be something I do (laughs) yeah no I um I think that's good. Oh, for me, I've done that if I know I like wanna like, have some self control. <laughs> if I'm telling myself like, okay, I'm, I can't, because yeah, if I wanna have self control, I'll tell them that 
I have something. No, I'd make plans after. Mm. I've only done that twice. But Interesting. It helps. <laughs> so the self-control is <laughs> intimate. <laughs> yeah. If I, know, if I know I don't want to sleep with them after that date, and not even for a bad reason, um, just, yeah, just for whatever reason, then I'd make plans. Mm. But I don't have to do that anymore because I can control myself now. Oh, really? You could have said that a bit more convincingly. <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time. I've said to Lucy, okay, I'm not going to see when she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait. <laughs> Call me when it happens. <laughs> but I have, I have like followed it. I have followed through a few times. I can't think of one time. <laughs> yes, are you, yes, you can. <laughs> you, I definitely have. I definitely have. I can think of two times. Can you? Yeah, I can. Wow. Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, the the first I haven't okay, I haven't on first dates in twenty nineteen and the end of twenty eighteen. Sorry, no, I haven't on first dates in twenty twenty and the end of twenty 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 nine. What's happening to me? It's because you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> the end of twenty nineteen, because I did I did tell you. It was the beginning of 2019, I did. It was after I had an experience and I realised that I wasn't going to anymore on first date. Okay. Well, something that you learned me first with Halima is that she puts a lot of indefinite titles on things that she's never going to do again, in her words, and it, they ne- it never follows through. There's always... <laughs> that is not true. It's, it's, I never will do this again. And then, <laughs> lo and behold... <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it works. What? <laughs> <Your face. laughs> I like, I haven't, I actually, I haven't said with, I haven't, um, I haven't. But I'm just like, you do, you're it. like, I'm never going to go on Instagram for the rest of time. And then you'll be on it. Oh my gosh, of course I'm lying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. But it's not like I'm lying to you, I'm lying to myself. Yeah, but you tell it to me, and then I just have to go, okay. <laughs> and then Let's move on. I believe you. I don't even pretend. I just, I just, I, at this point, I just give you a dead reaction and <laughs> wait for you to be like, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, Let's go to the next question. I'm changing the subject. Oh, actually, this is kind of linked. I was going to, because I had a okay. way, like a list of things I was going to ask. What is something you want to work on personally in dating people? Okay. Oh, in dating people. Yeah. Um, do you want to answer that first? Oh, yeah. Mine is easy. Okay. I want to be more emotionally stable. Um, mm-hmm. Hence why I'm returning to therapy. That's a healthy thing to do. Chicos and Chicas because you know it I genuinely want to work on it because it it kind of is an issue in my in most of my life being completely honest being like insecure or having like low self-worth it's kind of like I think it's that's the reason it's I'm a people pleaser because one of my personality type I call everybody was the entertainer Mm. Um, so that's part of the workbook as well you find out your personality type it's 16 I think 
personality traits. And the entertainer is somebody who's very like, it's kind of self-explanatory. They, is there a people, I guess, because the thing is people pleasing is kind of a double-edged sword. It's great to have somebody around who's really talkative and brings the party and social and bubbly. But then at the same time, if you're a people pleaser, it comes with lots of issues where you, I, I'm constantly worried about what people think of me, if I'm making a good impression on people, if they're having a good time, um, things like that. So I think I want to be better at just being less of a people pleaser, more confident in myself. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Just less conditioned to just settle and accept attention because it's there. I want to really enforce standards boundaries when dating resumes as normal post lockdown and just be confident about who i am as well so i've got things i want to work on and things i want to kind of take pride in basically and i just want to tie that all together yeah i like i like how self-aware that is like you're completely aware of like what you have to work on like oh what you have to do to get there (laughs) yeah i hope it will happen (laughs) <laughs> with mm-hmm. therapy it will hopefully you know get this along and hopefully I'll become more fully formed and fabulous that's just my goal for 2021 is just to really kind of step into myself and lose this excess anxiety my goal is to be fully securely attached by the end of 2021 oh my gosh that's such that is such a perfect goal <laughs> it is because like that's one thing but you have to go on a journey and you know what kind of journey you have to go on mm. like with going to therapy again um because you know it will help it's just like you know there are going to be so many things that you're going to have to like face but by the end of it you'd be good exactly what about you what do you want to work on also what are you like neutral about I think that's quite fun as well is there anything like, about yourself about? that you kind of just like it bothered you but like you've accepted it and you're not willing to it doesn't bother you like changing that enough to change well the things I think I have to work on is um just like being like open well no that's wrong because I am open being like vulnerable (laughs) there are (laughs) like being vulnerable I don't know why it's hard for me um I can be like fake vulnerable and I can be open and I can be like really talkative and I can like help people like explore the depths of their vulnerability but the moment I know I'm like being seen I get so it makes me anxious and it makes me just scared and I know that I don't just think about it now I'm like oh my gosh it makes me nervous yeah like it just does and I know that's something I ha- like. I, I think the only way I can work through that is going to therapy, um, and working through like the reason why I do that. Um, so yeah, there's that being vulnerable and also saying like rejecting people. I need to learn how to reject people earlier mm. instead of waiting them waiting for them to reject me, because <laughs> I've definitely been in a situation like several times where I know I don't like someone I know I don't want anything like further I don't want to go further with them but for some reason I'm like 
it's not so bad that I have to cut it off now and I kind of like distance myself a little bit and then they get to a point where they're like yeah I can't do this and I'm like yeah that's fine (laughs) I can't do it either Mm. so let's just like finish here but it's that the fact that I have to wait for the other person to say something before like respect like I keep saying respect to myself before like being true to myself and like cutting it off there and then um but I don't know why that is I think it is also like a self-worth thing um Mm. so it's interesting yeah do you find you clock out mentally before you decide to do it in the real life or something oh definitely it's like mentally and emotionally I've clocked out yeah (laughs) So I like got that's why I think that's why I get over things really easily um and like people get really shocked when I'm like over something so quickly but it's because I got over it ages ago yeah that's that dismissive avoidant oh yeah I definitely need to communicate better I'm sorry but it's such a Sagittarius thing like because brother, I know. my brother is exactly the same as Halima and he's a Sagittarius and when he was hearing the anxious preoccupied options in this quiz he was like who is this what's wrong with them <laughs> <laughs> he's like are they okay send help for answer B because they're going through something <laughs> well I feel like that was really self-aware of us I feel like we, we are gonna grow like we are oh, yeah. gonna happen. I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Do you know what it is hard? Because like I know everyone's been like going through it last year, but I like fully got to a place where I was like, oh, okay, I'm am I pretending to like be better? Because I know there are things that I have actually done that are like a lot better than I would have dealt with things like in the past and I know I've like evolved and grown as a person but a part of me also feels like I'm regressing in some ways Mm. but it's a different kind of regression because it doesn't feel like a familiar thing that's happened in the past it's like oh I'm facing new issues like what is going on but I guess that's part of growth as well but I think that's what happens as well when you get older and I think simultaneously as you get better at dealing with things you also become more self-critical Mm. So I think the setbacks are, you take them worse sometimes. So when you have a situation which triggers like a, a reaction that you don't, you've been trying to and working on avoiding, it's like, I, I feel like I take it harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, so like, that's why I, I kind of pulled my decision to get back into therapy. because I was like, I think now I've got to the point where I need someone else there with me. Oh, there's only so much self-introspection you can do by yourself I love my affirmations I'm... I love my meditations but then it gets to a point where I'm like no I need I need someone to sit with me <laughs> and I need to talk at some like I need to just have that conversation yeah and then someone also to savage me because my previous therapist was hilarious and she would always savage me if I was like regressing or like I'd gone back <laughs> into an old way of thinking she'd be like what did we say no I think it's also good knowing that knowing what you need someone to do for you as well yeah exactly okay well I don't know how we should round it off um by obviously recommending the book um 
which we talk about the whole episode because the episode is about the book. It's such a good book though, you guys. It's amazing. So great for starting to learn like about what you need when you're dating and also learning just how great you are. Like it just, <laughs> like if you do the workbook, it's online, by the way, it's thegameofdesire.com and then you click on the workbook and it's like an hour and a half. You get to like fully understand who you are and like what you need from somebody else. And that's amazing. Then, you, then you're just like, undefeatable you'll like become so much better at just cutting out all the bad it is a lot of power I think it's so just the thought of being able to just like know everything about what you need it just gives you obviously the power to be able to communicate that with another person it's like oh wait it doesn't have to be so difficult you can just tell someone that this this and this blah 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 this is how to love you or like this is how to deal with you in this situation this is how to apologize to you in a way that's actually effective um I think it's a powerful tool mm. and so you don't settle like just for t- attention like just because it's there like so many I just feel like so many people do that they're just like I just want something so they just forget everything that they need <laughs> as a human <laughs> yeah but also remember that it's also about ways you can, I guess in a way, like ways you can like love yourself. Um, like obviously, for example, if you knew, if your love language is words of affirmation, you know, hey, I need to talk to myself nicely in order to like make myself feel better. Do the workbook, guys. Yes. Live your life, look after yourselves in lockdown. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Whoa, whoa. Get out. Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>